International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. Revival is not a work of man. It is a work of God. And it is not in the power of human beings to make it happen. It's in the power of, and providence of God to make it happen. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. We continue our journey in the book of Jonah today. Jonah was a prophet of God who tried to run away from God and refused to obey God and to preach to the Ninevites who were an evil, brutal people, the enemies of Israel. God disciplined Jonah by appointing a great fish to swallow Jonah, which got Jonah's attention. Jonah cried out to God from the belly of the whale and was given another chance to go to Nineveh and preach a message of doom. But what happens? Let's listen as Dr. Kevin Shaw brings us part one of a message titled National Revival. Here's our teacher. We come to Jonah chapter three. I was thinking about our worship this morning and the idea of rest. It's not just that God has given us rest as a time to think about Him. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 tells us that rest is a, is a picture of salvation, ceasing from our works and resting in Christ. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And then, of course, rest is a picture of heaven, seeking, ceasing from the labors of this life and resting when we are with Him in heaven. And so we have all of those things together. Uh, there's a lot of energy. <laughs> People want to retire, you know. Everybody wants to retire now. They want to retire at 30 years old. This nation needs rest, but the rest that comes through place in their confidence in Jesus Christ, which, of course, we start dealing with the national issue here. And so let's, let's talk about that. Jo- Jonah chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose 
And he went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days' journey. And Jonah began enter this, into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God. And proclaimed a fast, and put on sackcloth, from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let a man and but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God, yea, let them turn every one of one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hand. By the way, that was the great sin of Nineveh, the violence that was in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away his fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said he would do unto them, and he did it not. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless your word now. I pray that you help us to trust you and understand you. And Lord, take this Old Testament story and apply it appropriately in this present New Testament context, which means, Lord, we have to understand what is going on here. And so, Lord, thank you, and Lord, help us to study and understand. In Jesus' name, amen. There are a lot of pastors I know that long for revival. A lot of Christians I know that long for revival. Now, I'm using that word revival in this, as a synonym for awakening. And there is technically a difference. Normally when we talk about revival, we're talking about God reviving his people. And when an awakening, we talk about God bringing people to repentance and salvation those two things are inextricably connected together. As God does this type of work, he does a work in the saved and the lost at the same time. So if I use the two words sort of interchangeably, please be patient with me. As as we're talking about this idea of a national revival or a national awakening. Now, awakening. now just, just so you know, God does that kind of work. He did it in the Old Testament. He did it in New Testament times. We even see throughout church history that the fact that God did that kind of work. There was a great awakening and a second great awakening. And there were revivals um, through in various countries throughout the, uh, throughout the world at different times. If you go to Kenya today, you talk to the missionaries there, there was an East African revival in which God did some amazing work. Oftentimes that those revivals were associated with a particular sin of the culture over which God got people's attention. And a culture began to feel guilty and understand the sin against God and turn to God in that sin. For instance, in the East African revival, the sin was thievery. 
And it was a culture that was built upon thievery and eventually people became convicted by the Holy Spirit about that and they turned to God. In other cultures, there have been other things. In this particular one that we see in the book of Jonah, the sin is violence. And if you look at history, the Assyrians were a great and violent people. So now, uh, we're, we're taking a look at an example of this awakening or this, this revival, uh, this awakening of unsaved people. And I, and I don't want to read more into this than what we see here, but I do want to draw some conclusions. We have prayed, a lot of people pray for revival. And what they pray for is this. They want to see God do exactly the same thing that he has done at certain times and certain places in the past. Let me just remind you of something. God rarely ever repeats something exactly. It's often different. takes on different dynamics. The other thing, if God sent an awakening in the United States of America, which, you know, we're talking about 300 million people, God sent an awakening in a, in a country this large. Usually he didn't do that in time past. There were, there were pockets of God doing works of God. It happened in Nineveh, but not in Israel, for instance. It happened in the Hebrides, but not throughout all of Great Britain. Happened, the Great Awakening happening in the United States a couple of different times. But when, if God were to do that, my guess is, that what God would do would make a lot of Christians very uncomfortable. That it isn't exactly what we would want or how we'd want to do it, exactly the things that he would do. Yeah, because, because here's the point. He's God and we're the Christians and he gets to do what he wants and we get to say, yes, Lord. And so one of the most remarkable aspects of the, this entire book, to me, is not the fish that swallows Jonah and then spits him up on dry land. The the most remarkable aspect of this book is the response of the Ninevites to the preaching of Jonah. And that is, I try to use this word carefully. I try not to call things miracles that aren't miracles. We want to call everything a miracle. You know, the providential hand of God is not necessarily miraculous. Usually we think of God intervening in the, um, the affairs, you know, in, in, in nature as a miracle. But the, I, I don't know if I could look at this as anything more than a miracle or anything less than a miracle. Um, this, this response of the Ninevites to the preaching of Jonah. And so what I want you to see is just the, the elements of a national revival or at least a citywide revival here and how that happened, and maybe some things that we can learn from this. We'll get back to this national revival that took place in Nineveh and what we can learn from this amazing act of God. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Shaw and a teaching series in the book of Jonah with part one of a message in this series titled National Revival. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. 
Now, here's Dr. Shaw to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry going on at his church called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw, and please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today if you or someone you love needs help with recovery from addiction. And now, let's get back to Jonah as Dr. Shaw asks us about our reaction to Jonah's prophetic message of destruction. If you didn't know this story ahead of time, this response of the Ninevites to the preaching of Jonah would be totally unexpected. The fact is, even when you know the response, it still seems totally unexpected. It's one of the most remarkable aspects of the story. It's important that we do not explain away such works of God as exaggerated, false, just works of emotion or only associated with the past. And I do see that as well. I'll find that you know, people are, there are certain people praying for revival, and I find other religious leaders that say, oh, that you know, it was all fake, it was all emotion, it never really happened. And they'll try to explain it away. I think part of the reason is to explain something in the past of the way so that you can explain why you don't have something in the present. And it's, it's wrong to do that. God does amazing works. You say, well, you know, those were in Bible times, and these are different times now. Well, what makes them different and where does the Bible say that? Let's let's quit creating a theology that is not based upon the, the direct teaching of the Word of God to simply explain away our powerlessness. But there is a fact that we are powerless. Because revival is not a work of man. It is a work of God. And it is not in the power of human beings to make it happen. It's in the power and providence of God to make it happen. And there are people who seem to think, well, if what I can do is if we do this, this, and this, and this, it's going to happen. You can do this, 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 and this. And God says, no. It's God's choice. So let's talk about what happens here. The, the fish spits Jonah up onto dry land, and he, uh, we had some discussions about this. Where did that happen? Maybe along the shores of Egypt, maybe along the shores of Palestine. Maybe it wasn't very too far into the ocean. I don't know how far the fish or the whale or whatever, whatever it was swam. It beached itself. Out he goes. Now he has to make his way to Nineveh, which is at the top end of the Fertile Crescent. If you remember your history, Um, lessons from high school or a little bit of the geography, that's a long walk. It wasn't that he just, you know, it delivered him right there. I had somebody say, well, you know, maybe it swam up the river. Well, first of all, that that size fish is not going to swim up the the Tigris and Euphrates. 
Uh, it's not going to do, go in salt water, and in those days it would have had to swim around the, the Horn of Africa to get there, and you don't do that in three days. So Jonah had to walk. God says, here's that command again. Jonah's now got himself you know, cleaned up, ready to go. Okay, Lord, here I am. I have been running from you. What is it you want me to do now? And God simply repeats the same, same command. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Arise, go to the city. Well, now, again, we talked about this idea of personal revival last week. God tells Jonah to go without telling him exactly what he's going to have to say when he gets there. God did the same thing with Abraham in the Old Testament. Get up, start to leave. Interesting. Jonah's going back across the Fertile Crescent. Abraham came from east to west. Jonah's going from west to east. And so, and so we just, there is this element of surrender. Lord, whatever you want. We always want to place conditions on our surrender. But I, here, here is the, the first principle. So Jonah, this is just amazing. (laughs) Jonah is broken now. Do you know what I mean, broken? Have you ever trained a horse or a dog or something like that? You know, there comes a point where the animal, you know, thinks it has its own way. You know, you get some dog and they think they're going to be the boss of the house. And you just have to establish who the pack leader is, you know. And I'm, in, some of you still have dogs that are the boss of your house because you did not establish who the pack leader is. And everybody caters to that animal, okay? And so you establish that. There, you know, usually for, for the dogs that I have had, it was learning, that what established it was learning to go to the crate on command. You know, go to kennel. You know, you do that, that command. And you can see there comes the point they hit sort of that teenage level. And you can tell they know what you mean and they know what you want, but they're not going to do it. And so you make them do that. And they come to realize, oh, he's the boss and I'm going to have to do it no matter what. So now I'm going to do it. That's Jonah at this point. Jonah finally realizes, okay, there is, there, God is going to make me do this one way or another. And, you know, we can test, and you can test, and you can test until it causes more pain and more difficult. But Jonah, I mean, how, far, how much further could you go than in the belly of a fish in the bottom of the ocean? So he surrenders. And so now there's no complaint. It's just Jonah up and going. The first step in the national revival. Um, by the way, do you want, let's talk, talk about this. Do you want to see national revival? Really? I think there are a lot of Christians who talk about it, but it, when it really comes down to it, what it would mean for them, they don't really want it. So let's talk about this just for a moment. Obedient servants of God. He cries out and says, Jonah, Jonah rose and went. I love this. So Jonah arose, and he went to Nineveh. There's so much wrapped up on that little thing. Okay, Lord, yes, up, and he goes, and he walks, and he walks, and he walks, probably a month or more before it took him to get there. 
I don't know how he made his way. I, you know, I don't know if he was carrying cash or coins in his pocket. He wasn't carrying cash, but you know, whether he was carrying coins, how, how, he, was, how he survived on the way, you know, all of that. I, I just don't know how all of that worked. But he, what God said, he simply said, yes. Okay, let's talk about the relationship between revival and awakening. You don't get an awakening without a revival at least in someone. It starts with God's people. And sometimes it doesn't take that many. But it starts with somebody saying, Yes, Lord, whatever you want. And sometimes it isn't, Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, whatever you want, whatever you want. Sometimes it's just, Yes, Lord, whatever you want. I mean, it's pretty clear that Jonah here is obeying God and doing exactly what he says. Um, he's obeying God to the letter. I don't think there's a sense in being gleeful when he gets to Nineveh and God gives him the message. Okay, there's, here's the message that I want you to preach to them. Yet 40 days and Nineveh will be destroyed. I don't think he was necessarily gleeful for that. But I don't, I don't get the impression that he was necessarily enthusiastic either. Dr. Shaw will be back with a closing thought about Jonah's attitude now that he is back on mission to preach God's message to Nineveh. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 930 a.m., Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m., and Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K-12, through at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. Dare to Stand is a listener-supported radio ministry. We encourage you to consider supporting Dr. Shaw with a tax-deductible donation of any amount. We would love to give you a free CD of Dr. Shaw's Bible teaching and minister to you in any way we can. So please call Northwest Valley Baptist Church today, 623-581-3115. 3115 today. You're always welcome to visit Northwest for Sunday morning services at 9:30 a.m., Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m., and you can hear Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this radio station. I'm Celeste Montague. We'll hear more about the national revival that took place in Nineveh and Jonah's reaction to this move of God next time. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with closing thoughts 
about Jonah's attitude as he is finally on his way to Nineveh to preach doom and destruction to the Ninevites. Is Jonah pumped? Is he finally on fire for God now? Join us for more on Jonah next time, right here on Dare to Stand. Oh boy, I get to go preach to Nineveh now. God's changed my heart and I'm enthusiastic about preaching. I'm going to come to this country and say, 40 days and it's going to happen. Woo! You don't get that impression, whatever. You get the impression that it's yes, sir. He calls out as a herald.